Welcome to our Friday edition of MoneyWorks Podcast. On Fridays, we like to have people from our church share their testimonies of how God taught them to manage the financial areas of their lives, uh, how He taught them to give, well, what some of their experiences are in that area. And uh, today, we're privileged to have sharing with us Derek and Pam Rice. And I know as you listen, you're going to hear lots of good things that are going to be encouraging. Uh, things that will be helpful to you as you figure out how to uh, trust God in this area of your life and honor Him with your finances as a good steward. So God bless you and enjoy these testimonies. Uh, I came to know the Lord. I was about 13 years old and I was... um, my mother decided to send us to church on this bus ministry, and so there's seven of us kids. The oldest and youngest didn't attend, but the five of us did, and it was within a month of going to this church and being a part of the youth group and the teen group uh, that I was able to be led to the Lord through our youth pastor and um, at church one week. I think for myself... Um I was a teenager, and um, we grew up in the Catholic Church, so I knew about God and and understanding um, of who he was, but never really making that connection. Um, And it was my uh, eighth grade uh, Sunday school teacher. It's the only thing I ever remember from from the CCD classes, and that was he said, you need to make this a personal decision for Christ in your life, or all this is useless. And it's the one thing that stuck with me. And um, one day my brother uh, came to Christ and he just came to me and I was 16 years old and he said, uh, I found a way that we can have eternal life, guaranteed heaven, uh, no matter what you've done or, or what you're gonna do for sin. And, um, and so he shared with me, you know, just accept Jesus in your heart and uh, and that uh, he is the basically the, the deposit, you know, guaranteeing us heaven. And it was a pretty basic explanation at the time, not, nothing real fancy, but there was just no doubt about it that that night that's what I was going to do. So it came from my brother, and he was watching out for me. So um, Derek and I have been married for, it'll be 25 years in September, and um, we have three children by birth, two children by adoption, and um, we also do foster care, and at this moment we have three children um, that we take care of uh, through foster care uh, that have been with us for almost a year. Um, and we've been coming to Life Source Church now for, it'll be four years in July, so a good three and a half years. In, in the foster children we've had in the past, what is it, that total is like 24? Yeah, about so. 24 children. I learned about stewardship through the church when we were going, um, growing up as a teenager, I went to church um, and the pastor would preach sermons on stewardship and uh, tithing and money and it just was something that was taught that you give 10% um, of of your earnings to the church. And that's how I learned it. And I was a young, at a young age before starting to work. So when I first started working, it just seemed like the natural thing that the first 10% came off and went to church. And 
there was never a doubt or a question as to how to do that. And so my job was something I got that God provided and the money was his to have. I think uh, for myself, pretty similar situation where learn at church and the stewardship uh, uh, avenue of, uh, of the, you know, this is really God providing uh, for us so that uh, we're required to uh, give 10%. And so there was just no doubt in my mind that, you know, we would give t at least 10% and, uh, and go from there. And uh, I think uh, there's no regrets uh, looking back at that. So it's God is blessed uh, along the way with that. I would say in regards to stewardship in general, um, we do keep a strict budget. Um, I put together the budget and we always work together. We've gone back and forth in our marriage through the years. Though There was a time earlier in our marriage where kind of Pam handled the, a lot of the finances and we worked together with settling what the budget was going to be. But then, um, then after a few years I took it over and uh, um, I work, uh, matter of fact, I did the budget last night and, and, and <laughs> worked several hours. It's a very uh, detailed uh, budget to, uh, to where our money is going. I feel good about um, knowing where everything goes so that we can plan for the future and we have provisions for the future and, uh, you know, things with emergencies and such. So, um, it's just one of those things where we um, make it a priority in our home to keep track of of what we do, and it's it's always a challenge. There's always issues that come up, but um, that's an area that I like to work on. And if <laughs> you know, we always joke about it that uh, if I was to pass, she would just throw away my budget and start from scratch because it's a very complicated uh, situation. So very complicated budget. <laughs> It's a very complicated budget. It's not something that's easy. Although I do know how to, once he tells me how much is where, I can handle that. I give her the bullet at the end of the month where we're at and where we're going. I think um, tithing has, in, in knowing that we're given our 10%, we've always kind of looked at the money as whatever comes in is God's money and, and how we use it is something we look at it that we want to use it for God's glory. So there's things that we, um, like if we, if we hear of something or a need that comes up, um, then we figure out where can we cut from the budget so that we might be able to help another person or we might be able to give to another situation. So it's not our money, it's God's money and how can we use it. And then the other thing is just being a good steward with our money, not being wasteful or trying to make sure that we know where our money's going so we're not just blowing money here and there and not paying attention to it or being wasteful and buying a bunch of stuff that on like credit or something and because it's not our money, to, it's God's money and we're just in control of it until something needs to be paid or there's something that comes up that God wants us to provide something for. Yeah, he's always uh, provided definitely for us. And um, it's one of those things where we we give it without even, um, without even thinking because it's just something that uh, it's right off the top, that, that giving. And there have been times where 
where it has been challenging, um, we've, we've been in seasons where we've, we've made, you know, more money than we're making now. And um, it, it, it is more challenging, I find, that when you make more, um, to be able to continuously give that um, proportional income. But I am really um, happy that uh, God has, has really uh, provided our needs in this. The, 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 before moving here, we had a situation with our house. We were so far underwater with the house. Um, it took me a while to figure out what that meant. But anyway, we were so far <laughs> underwater with that that we didn't know how we were going to move. And it, you can explain that yeah, a little we, bit better than we, me. We basically we bought our home when the market was very high. And, of course, you know, the market collapsed. And we were tens of thousands of dollars underwater, knowing that our company was moving in a couple of years, knowing that we needed to move, but how are we going to be able to do that if our house is underwater? And I did not want to leave there in a situation where I didn't pay the debts that I owed uh, or have it destroy our credit. So it was just one of those things where I had a lot of kind of anxiety about this because um, you know the market wasn't turning anytime soon and it was going to come about before the market changed. But God just provided so generously in those couple years that we were making a lot of money between the two of us. And it was one of those things where we were able to aggressively pay down principal to the point where um, we actually sold the house for $1,000 more than what we owed on it in the end. And we had enough money to pay our realtor 18000 and come into this house with the down payment and put ten grand into the house, so it was it was a real real blessing uh, that that God provided just unbelievable uh, amounts for us to be able to get out of the situation that I was really concerned about, and uh, all the more you know just trusting in Him in that time. I remember one month when you you said to me, "I did the budget, and there's ten thousand dollars no twelve thousand dollars excess." that we have to figure out what to do with. So to have $12,000 extra above the budget to have to figure out, God was definitely providing. Yeah, because we were able to use that for our realtor and, and these other things that um, it was basically a, it was a God bailout. <laughs> it's not always been that way. Um, there's been times where we just barely make budget, and sometimes there's months where we go, if you look at the budget and we figure out what we have coming in, we look at it and we go, mm, we're about $500 short by the time we figure out what's coming in. And we just trust God that all the bills will be paid, and then at the end of the month, they've all been paid. And we're not quite sure what happened or how that happened, but it did. Either the money's come in through a little bit of extra overtime here or there, or we got a check that we weren't expecting, or something just, it worked out, and God has provided. Yeah, I would say that, um, like the church who has a, um, there's a, there's a flow of, of money there greater than the, than the current needs to be able to draw off of uh, when, when, the, um, when the money does not equal the, the need at the time, we do have what we call our general help fund, and we try to keep that um, liquid so that uh, we can draw off of uh, during those short months and we don't have to uh, 
uh, take on loans um, because that's, uh, uh, with the exception of a mortgage and, and occasionally we've had a car loan, uh, um, we have not have to had debt and we're just pleased that God has allowed us to be able to steward in that way because it is very freeing that at least um, when we get concerned, our concern is that the general help fund is very low, not that the credit card is very high. And there's a very different, there's a very different um, thinking in that regard. So, Above and beyond the tithe, we've always, um, I grew up in a church that did faith-based missions, which basically meant that you gave your 10% to the church for your tithe, and um, they would ask you to pledge what you think you could use or what you could think you could give above and beyond to for the missions. And that was the type that of church I grew up in. And so there was always, okay, above and beyond the 10%, what can I give towards missions? And then you trusted that God would supply that, whether that meant that um, maybe for 30 days I didn't get coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Instead, what I would spend at Dunkin' Donuts went towards the missions. Um, so that's, you know, that was the top part, you know, for missions. And then from there, anything else like the parking lot or the chairs, um, you know, when a need comes up, we, we kind of see what God lays on our heart to give. Now, it, it is interesting because one of my biggest areas that I have to work on is being a cheerful giver. Um, being married to a husband who has the gift of giving sometimes makes that a little bit challenging. Um, so like, for instance, when pastor asked for us to help provide chairs for the church. Um, and he said, you know, one chair for every member of your family and maybe one extra for a guest. <clears throat> Having nine people in our family made that a little bit difficult that we were looking at buying 10 chairs. And my husband, with the gift of giving, <laughs> uh, decides we need to do that. Um, and only recently did he let me know that we actually not just bought 10 chairs, but we probably bought several more, which he hasn't really disclosed how many. But we just, God provided, it worked out, we do it. Um, other things like that, like the paving and stuff, um, you know, it's laid on our heart that we want to do that so that we can get people into our church, so that that's not a deterrent for people. Um, also, walking through the parking lot with toddlers who like puddles, it's a nice idea to have it paved. So I kind of like to give towards that so that this way it does help um, bring people to the church, but also kind of keep my toddlers from playing in puddles. Um, so be above and beyond, we always just look at it as what God lays on our heart to give, and that's where we go from there. And, um, and if God's laid it on our heart, it's going to be provided. The, the other thing is um, when we get letters from um, especially teens and people that we know who uh, want to go on the mission field for... Uh, especially these short-term missions, uh, we'll always give something, even if it's a small amount. Um, because I feel like, you know, that's an opportunity for them, and it's, it can be a life-changing situation for them. So whenever we get a letter, um, we always support them. Um, whether it's in the budget or not, uh, we'll do something. Um, there have also been times where, uh, uh, in the past, in other churches where, they did a faith promise on their missions. And so you pledge an amount. In this particular church, we were pledging an amount for a year. And 
it was for us a, a fairly significant amount that particular year. They had felt like you know God had an amount in mind that they wanted to give to to missions, which was fairly substantial, and uh, and so we 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 pledged a certain amount and. What ended up happening is, I think a, uh, maybe six months in, um, through situations at Pam's work, uh, there was a, a union contract that was renegotiated, there was a strike, and, but when all was said and done and was settled, uh, she got a fairly substantial increase in pay and a retro check equal to more than what we had committed to, to give for that whole time. So it was, it was a, I think that was actually um, the, the building. It was a building fund that we were, and it was a three-year commitment. So it was, the, it was the amount of the building commitment that this particular check had paid for, so. I think that looking towards the future, there's never been a doubt that God provides for us, um, and he's provided, and we can look back in so many ways that God has provided. Um, I mean, I can look back when I was in college and a college student, and I wasn't making barely. Um, there were days where I was, somebody was bringing donuts to the school, and um, this was during the summer when there was no sessions going on, and so you had to provide your own food. Somebody brought donuts, and I would get two donuts, one for breakfast, one for supper, and then work provided a sandwich. And that's all I was living on because I couldn't afford it, but God provided. On Wednesdays, there was no donuts, and yet somebody would always provide something so that there was even food to eat. So God always provided. And I believe that uh, there's no doubt in my mind that God will always provide. So looking to the future, I just, I just trust that he's provided all this time. Why would he stop? Um, and I know that even there's times right now where Derek's job is cut back and his hours are not the same. And yet we know that God's still going to provide and that we don't have to worry about it. And he has provided. Derek's gotten a second job and it's already, you know, providing for the shortcomings. And with them doing the budget yesterday, it turns out we had an excess this month somehow. But again, God is providing. So I don't doubt for the future that God will provide. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, God provided right from the get-go with us. Um, it was... It was good that, that we were able to come to the plate of our marriage and have that pre-concept pre, um, of, of our giving already settled in the sense of the 10%, but also, and we learned about the extra, the giving along the way. But I mean, right from our wedding, um, God provided, I think we spent $1,400 in our wedding. I mean, everything was like a gift for our wedding. So. Um, yeah, somebody would provide the cake, somebody provided um, a veil, somebody provided um, the hall. And so everything was given as a gift, and that was God's way of showing us that he was providing. Almost all our furniture in our first apartment was, was a gift, you know, or donated to us. I mean, it's just all along the way, each step of the way, and even when we took on fostering, you know, people just embellished us with all kinds of uh, clothing and, and things to be able to, so we have a whole storage area for for children and clothes to be able to uh, uh, clothe them when they come. I think the one thing I would want everybody to get, especially like new Christians or, or even people struggling with finances, start with the 
start with a percentage. If you can't get to the 10% or can't start, you just don't feel like you can do that because your faith isn't there yet, we'll start with a percentage and then challenge yourself to go up a percent every so often. So maybe you say, okay, for, for six months, I'm going to go with 5%. And then in six months from now, I'll go with 7% and work your way to the point of 10%. And in the meantime, your faith is going to grow because God's going to bless that. And so your faith is going to grow, God's going to provide, and you're going to see how it can all work out. And in the meantime, you're building your faith in God and trust that he is going to provide. And so I would do that. I would start little at a time, get yourself to that point. Um, a lot of people or most people probably can't just jump to the 10%, but it, whatever you're doing to stretch yourself is what you need to do in order to grow your faith and trust in God. Yeah, I'm thinking of that uh, scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And it's one of those things where you... you put your trust in, in a percentage amount and then watch God work. And when he does work, and he will, then that will increase your faith to be able to, to give more and maybe beyond 10%. You'd you be surprised with, that you can actually live on less. And uh, for others who may be in a situation of debt, it may be a difficult uh, in, in uh, on stretching that and also, you know, working on the debt thing. I think that uh, um, just trusting in God to, um, when you're giving that amount, that he's going to provide. But also, it's, it's not just a matter of trust, but I think it's doing all that we can do uh, in reformulating our budget, re reanalyzing and, and uh, looking at, you know, what can we cut out or reinforce or pay debt to be able to free us um, and just uh, um, consider what steps that you can take. Maybe it needs more income temporarily to get out of that debt. We were in situations in the past where you know, we took on that second job to get out of debt. We did it for a couple of years and it was very freeing when we did and it allowed us to be able to to give in the future. And that is a very freeing situation where um, when you're giving to need as opposed to paying debt, especially debt that was maybe unnecessary. Uh, some, not all debt is unnecessary. So, um, but it's just something that, that I would challenge people to do. I guess one more other thing I would say is the Bible says to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And so if you're going to listen and go, oh, this is a good concept. Maybe it's something, you know, that I should think about. Put a little action behind the thought because you're not going to see yourself growing and you're not going to see God working if you don't do something. So start off small if you need to, but do something. Something.